Welcome to the Weed Smart Regional Update with me, Jessica Strauss, the Weed Smart Communications Lead. This is a new podcast in these crazy times as in-person events can no longer go ahead. So each Monday we'll have an expert from a different cropping region to provide a regional weeds-focused update. Let's get into it. Today on the Regional Update, we're catching up with Claremont-based agronomist from Nutrient Ag, Anthony Lee. How are you going, Anthony? Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. So before we get into the details of the Regional Update today, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and the region you're from? Uh, okay, so I've uh, I've been up in central Queensland since the end of 2005 and probably uh, saw the, the end of crops being uh, mainly sorghum based and a little bit of wheat if we got some opportunity into some bigger areas of chickpeas, um, you know, very uh, base chemical group of probably Roundup, 2,4-D, a bit of Ally and Atrazine, the very odd little bit of Starane to, you know, the broad spectrum of, you know, uh, chemicals with, you know, much more crop rotation and tallows, which has, you know, sped up since the increase uh, in the chickpea price. So, yeah, we we work in Claremont. We're, you know, definitely uh, involved heavily in the broadacre farming area. And yeah, we yeah that's our main focus is broadacre farming in the you know in the northern highlands. Okay, great. So, what seasonal conditions has your region been receiving recently? Yes, obviously the rainfalls have been well below average for you know you know quite a while now. So, since the wet years, probably close to eight or nine years ago, probably the wettest year you've had in quite a while. Everything's sort of got uh, drier, and our farming practices are probably improving. Uh, so we're, you know, we're probably taking advantage of our moisture a bit better, but are, are using more of it. So um, we've probably progressively got a little bit drier and drier. And I think, you know, last year, although the um, wasn't a huge amount of rain, we had some reasonable crops. We really dried everything out. And this year, rain has been very sporadic. Uh, you know, we did get some sorghum in, uh, but basically had zero rain on any of that sorghum in crop until. You know, just uh, just a fortnight ago, really, and a very hot April. So, the the rain we planted sorghum on saw some overcast conditions for a period of time, and saw a lot of grass germinate. It only let us plant those small area because the rain really kept us some some narrow bands. And the large rainfall that was predicted in the weeks after that just never eventuated. And then we went into April, which was just so hot for so long. You know, we obviously bailed some sorghum for hay, some got grazed. And some has come through and just had rain on it now. And was that rain's far too late for some of the sorghum? Yeah. Or, or the majority of it, I suppose. Yeah, that's not good. So you've sort of touched on it, but what are some of the key challenges growers are facing in your region in terms of weeds? Yeah, obviously we're uh, a fair way north, so we have a little bit of a different spectrum to the to the northern grain belt. Ours is, a, is predominantly around grass in, in, a, in a lot of cases. Now, there are, there are specific hard-to-kill weeds like everyone, you know, sow thistles becoming, you know, an issue. And we don't have a lot of flea bane, but if we do it, it, it does get very difficult to control. Tridex daisy is something that once it's established is very difficult to control. Uh, we're working through that. But, you know, typically uh, our grass that has been easy to control is, is sweet summer grass, which is now becoming more and more difficult. And that there is patches of, you know, tolerance to glyphosate in the area. But, you know, the, the big ones fed the top roads. Yeah, okay. And so what are some of the approaches being taken to control these weeds then? Well, obviously, we probably moved into rotations I, I touched on earlier because of the increased chickpea price that we saw, we've saw we seen over the last you know few years. And 
and that's made chickpeas quite popular. And then the ability to put some residuals down in chickpeas and finding that paddocks are much cleaner than sorghum on sorghum, you know. So obviously using balance and seeing that rotation work through into the next, you know, the balance rotation work through in the next crop and keeping a lot of grasses out uh, on early rainfalls being being popular. You know, a much bigger increase in the use of dual gold. Very few crops now of sorghum would go down without some form of dual gold in them to try and keep grasses out. And of course, uh, you know, the technologies with weed it's and and the like is um, with spot spraying is becoming very popular as well. Yeah, definitely. So, and over the next few weeks, what are some of the broader tips you'd, you'd give growers in your region to keep an eye on? Obviously, we've got milk thistle coming out now. We've had a little bit of wet weather. So we'll have, we've got milk thistle coming up. Obviously, there's an issue with the use of 2,4-D there. So, you know, making sure we get the right mix for those weeds with regards to the plant backs. Uh, there's a lot of people putting balance on late chickpeas now. You know, there's talk of early rain. Obviously, we heat up pretty early, so they want some coverage to control, you know, any uh, late rain. The chickpeas, it might have some germinations of feather top. So there's balance going out now, even though it is late in the season and will be difficult to get back with, you know, plant backs into sorghum. But it's um, far more important to control the feather top. So there's people doing that, yeah, and just getting that mix of chemical right for whatever spectrum of winter weed we've got coming through. Yeah, definitely. And do you have any other any other comments you want to make before we wrap things up, Anthony? I think we've, we've spoke about it before. I mean, and particularly for our region and, you know, I suppose more parts of Queensland and into New South Wales, that we probably have the jump on resistance a little bit. We've we've probably typically cultivated a lot more over the years, so we actually have the knowledge in hand. We can see from, you know, ryegrass and, you know, Western Australia with resistance and stuff like that, that we do need to rotate. And a lot of farmers are hearing that and are actually actively participating in, you know, um, chemical selection, crop rotation, residuals. And I think for us with grass, that's the big thing if we're trying to keep our cultivation to a minimum you know there's not a lot of typically well priced or, or very good options for you know actual control of grass weeds once they're up uh so you know the, the, the use of residuals and we've done it again this year with you know putting on residual and those soil types that we know are more prone to grass that you know just pays dividends for the farmer and and we actually had feather top up this year in areas that we've never seen it before or haven't seen it for a long, long time. So mm-hmm. it was a real wake-up call that uh, we have to be vigilant and keep those residuals going. So crop rotation, residuals, chemical rotation, you know, and fallow management, all the things everyone's probably heard a hundred times, but I think farmers are listening to and, and actually actively participating in more and more. Yeah, that's excellent to hear. All right, Anthony, well, thank you so much for giving us an update on your region. We really appreciate it. No drama at all.